Hello, this is Angela Schaefers, the host of Your Story Matters radio show. Today we have a special guest, Dan Sherman. He is a coach, speaker, and author of You Can Be a Peak Performer, 10 Steps to Unlimited Success, which anyone can take. Hi, Dan. Welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me, Angela. I really appreciate that you're able to take the time today uh, in your busy schedule to share with our listeners some of your story and how it led up to writing your book and doing all the things that you're doing now to encourage and inspire other people in their journey to become the best that they can be. Um, before we talk about the book, can you share a little bit about your background, what you've been doing in the past, even as far back as maybe even something in your childhood that created some of the sense within you that made you realize that you would want to be an entrepreneur, a speaker perhaps, a writer, things like that? If you want to go back to my childhood, uh, one of the things that really shaped me was I was an athlete growing up. I was a wrestler in high school. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, I was captain of my wrestling team, and I was very much into sports. And uh, I wrestled, and I even write about this in my book, that you know, for six minutes as a, as a high school wrestler, you go out on the mat, you face somebody you don't know. Mm -hmm. He could be bigger and stronger and beat the heck out of you, or you could beat him up. You don't know what's going to happen for six minutes. Mm -hmm. And I loved that. I loved that thrill of getting out there and trying to defeat that person. And obviously I was pretty good since I was the captain of the team. And it taught me to really overcome fear. And, you know, I didn't have any fear when I went out there because I knew that I was as prepared as I could be. And that really helped me uh, later on in life. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think fear is one of those things that's universal and that we all face in one way or another, and it keeps us from so many things that we should be doing or could be doing. Yeah, it stops us. And, you know, I'm not going to say that I never felt fear. We all fear fear. It's just, we all feel it. It's just that you've got to overcome it. Mm -hmm. Even the most successful people in the world feel a little bit of fear and anxiety when they're going to try something new. Mm -hmm. But it's just a it's just a question of realizing that we're all going to feel it. So you feel it, you notice it, and then you push through it. Because if you don't push through it, you're going to stay wherever you are, and you're not going to be able to work on the things you want to work on. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That makes sense. So I'm assuming that part of that early background of being in sports and the discipline and those things helped along your journey. It absolutely did. Because I knew that I really learned the, the, the principles for success, and that is prepare as much as you possibly can. And then two, when something happens and you feel afraid, push through it. Mm -hmm. I mean, those two things, really, if you can just remember those two things, then that will hold you very well in your career. And uh, my career was corporate marketing, mm -hmm. and I was not afraid to try new things and to, to roll out new programs and to, and to push the edge a little bit in corporate marketing because I had really learned through sports to overcome fear. And as a result, I did very well in corporate marketing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. I like that a lot. Great share. And were there things along the way, though, because we know, of course, there's not always success and always those encouraging feelings of we can do this, we can get through anything. Were there times throughout your life that you felt like you just you couldn't push through the, the fear or the anxiety or you couldn't push through to make something happen? And if there were, how did you deal with that? You know, Angela, I never... Uh, came upon a fear that I couldn't push through. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not to say that I didn't try something and it didn't work. Mm 
Mm -hmm. That's two different things. Mm -hmm. But I was never afraid to try something that looked interesting, that looked fun, that looked challenging, it looked like something that I would enjoy doing and it might possibly bring me some rewards. I think my background in sports really helped me push through fears. So I was always able in my life to push through any fear that came up and try something. And whether it worked or not, that's another story. We all have the things that you know skyrocket and the things that tank. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no matter no matter what, you know, I would take those as learning opportunities, and I wouldn't be afraid to try something else. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, based on that, if you had things that haven't worked out for you, you tried and they just didn't go where you had hoped that they would. Do you see that as failure? Oh, not at all. Not at all. Um, I think a, a great example is the real estate market because I, I took my marketing skills into real estate during the, the boom and did extremely well. Mm-hmm. And then that, that market crashed. And of course, I, with everybody else who was involved in it, uh, did very poorly. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't consider that a failure because, I mean, initially I was very successful. And then when the market tanked, um, I basically saw everybody was in the same boat as me. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a failure. It was something that we all got caught up in. And uh, and I certainly learned about, you know, the old concept of taking money off the table and, you know, making sure that when things are going really great, you're you're taking a little money off the table. It's a, it's a poker expression that you're, you're not uh, riding, that this thing is not going to ride on forever. And that's a great lesson to learn. And mm-hmm. uh I learned it uh, very well. Mm-hmm. well. Good for you. What would you say to people then that feel like they've tried and tried and nothing's really happened? They've you know, tried a different business, a relationship, whatever it is, and they just keep bumping into those doors that end up closing for them or creating more um, unsuccess- unsuccessfulness, if you will, in their lives. Do you have something that you would suggest or recommend to people as far as, you know, when they seem to keep going down that same path? I would recommend that they view it all as feedback. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all it is, Angela. It's feedback. When you try something and you hit a closed door, that's feedback. And it, it really tells you something about you. Mm-hmm. And it speaks to my core belief that we are all capable of unlimited success. Mm-hmm. I, I truly believe that. I mean, you look at people like Oprah Winfrey born in the most dire poverty and abuse and becoming ultra successful. Mm-hmm. And I could go on and on about all the people I talk about in my book, but the, the basic belief is that no matter who you are, you can become successful. So if, you're, if this person, like you're talking about, cl- hits closed door after closed door, that's just feedback. Mm-hmm. That's just the world saying, this is not the right method. Can you alter? Can you go to the left? Can you go to the right? Can you look deeper inside your passion and what you're really good at and what you're really passionate about? You know, that's just feedback from the world to look at who you are and look at what you're passionate about and, and strike out there and, and try something else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree completely. I think that that's part of the whole um, journey in life is going through those stepping stones, if you will, of learning and sometimes not having something turn out as you thought it was, but to continue to keep trying and and push through, as you put it earlier. 
So what was it that um, changed for you as far as wanting to uh, seek out this endeavor of coaching, speaking, and writing your book? Was there something in particular that made you wake up one day and say, you know what, I think this is something that I could really do and I'm passionate about and I want to pursue this avenue? Well, I think there was a couple of things. Um, number one, I said uh, that I'd spent a lot of time in corporate marketing. I spent eight years with Charles Schwab in San Francisco doing corporate marketing, and I got to work with Chuck Schwab on a, on a number of things. And I saw that here's a guy who's a billionaire, and he's a person just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And that made me think, you know, that, that concept needs to get out into the world. That, mm -hmm. that thought, that idea needs to get out into the world that everybody can achieve success. And around that time, I was pretty much influenced by Tony Robbins, mm -hmm. who was out in the world with that message, you know, with the message of unlimited success, with the message of that everybody has potential. And those were my thoughts. And I thought I was really inspired by him getting out there and teaching people that. And I began to teach the same things and write about the same things and using my story and my career and the things that affected me as my examples. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just want to get out in the world and uh, do the same things that, that Tony Robbins has done and has inspired me to do. And, and I've written this book and it's gone on to inspire other people. So uh, I'm on the way. Mm -hmm. And you feel like when you wake up each day, this is your passion, your purpose. It's not like work. It's something that you enjoy doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I've had good success in my life. I've had um, failures, but I've had, you know, mostly successes. And I firmly believe that everybody has the potential to become unlimited, uh, have unlimited success in their life. And so uh, when I get up in the morning, I just figure out, okay, what can I do in my coaching business to, to spread that message? Because I hate to see people feel like they can't do it. They look at the successful people or they watch TV and lifestyles of the rich and famous. And they think that those people, you know, are superhuman or came from another planet. And, mm -hmm. and I, I just want to tell everybody that everybody has the same opportunity. It's just a question of like what we talked about before, when you hit a door, you got to go around it. You got to push through it. You got to keep on trying mm -hmm. because we can all get there. I agree. And that's what I loved about reading your book is that it really was inspirational in the sense that it shared live stories about things that didn't quite go the way we had hoped or wanted it to and yet it gives great information and tips about how to overcome some of the challenges and obstacles along the way and I love how you set it up as far as the 10 steps and each uh, step is a chapter can you go over um, in brief those 10 steps that you have in the book Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, there's 10 things that I noticed that the world's most successful people do. And like you said, I try to put it into 10 steps so that it would be easy for people to follow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of them is not being afraid to fail. You know, the world's most successful people have um, had failure upon failure. Uh, you know, I, I worked for Chuck for eight years. He, he had some really dismal failures before he started Charles Schwab and Company, mm -hmm. and that was encouraging to me. I, I tell people in the book to take risks. That's another chapter that you cannot, you cannot find success hanging out in the comfort zone. Mm 
Mm-hmm. All, all the success in this world lies outside the comfort zone, and you need to do something different. Uh, I talk about trusting your intuition. I think this is a big one. You know, we live in an age of information overload, and yet the world's most successful people got that way through unique ideas. Mm-hmm. And if you are just a consumer of information that's coming to you uh, through our PDAs and our computers and our TVs, that is not going to get you to the successful part you want to be. Absolutely. I also tell people to give themselves approval. Don't wait for the world to give you approval to do anything. You got to get a little bit crazy. You got to get a little bit outrageous and forget about collective opinion because, Mm -hmm. you know, they all like there's a song. They all laughed at Christopher Columbus, you know, when he said the world wasn't flat. I mean, Nothing in this world would have been invented if people had stuck to collective opinion. So mm-hmm. you got to you got to get out of that rut. You need to be able to start wherever you are to become successful. Don't wait. Don't don't fall in the trap of analysis paralysis. Mm-hmm. Uh, waiting. You know you've you've measured everything a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid of mistakes. Is another chapter, and that's all about the the the, the world's most successful people who who have messed up royally. And yet, uh, it didn't. It didn't stop them. And I certainly have made a lot of mistakes. But you can't be afraid of making mistakes. You're not. You're not a kid in school anymore. Where you know a mistake on a test will cost you a uh, cost you an A. That's for when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. Some other things. Another chapter on going into the unknown. Don't be afraid of the unknown. A lot of people are afraid to strike out on their own because. They're not, they're not sure what's going to happen out in the unknown. And what I tell people is, you know, 100% of what happens is you will handle it. Mm-hmm. You know, Angela, I don't, I don't think people realize how, how adaptive they are and how resourceful they are when they go into the unknown and they try things new. And they would surpri- they'd be surprised. They would surprise themselves on, on what they would find out. Right. I agree with that. I think that, that the fear of trying something new, of just even attempting it, is what holds them back. But once you step out in that, you can see some amazing things happen. Yeah. You Not only that, but I'm a pretty much a, a new age follower. I'm sure you are too. And when you step into the unknown, a lot of things kind of conspire to help you. Mm-hmm. You, you know, things come to you that you, you'll never have expected if you just stayed where you were. And that's that's a good principle to remember. Mm-hmm. There's another chapter on not counting on the security that's presented to you from the world, from a job. You've got to count on the security that comes from inside you. Mm-hmm. And by that I mean that your, your worth in the world comes from yourself. It doesn't come from other people paying you. Mm-hmm. So you've got to take your ideas and your opinions and get them out of the world because that's where the security is going to come from. You know, the economy goes up, the economy goes down. You can't worry about it. You've got to just uh, forge ahead with your own ideas. And and finally, uh, the the last chapter is um, you got to laugh all the way to the bank. And, and I talk about laughter, and I talk about being outrageous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the world's most successful people and and everybody who's 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 made something of himself has not been af- afraid of a little show business has not mm-hmm. been afraid of um you know standing out from the crowd 
I feel like you have to be outrageous. It's the only place it's not crowded. Mm-hmm. I like that. That makes sense, definitely. So those are the 10 chapters, and I fill them up with stories of people who have become millionaires and billionaires. Uh, I talk about my career and, and things that I've learned, and, uh, and I just try to sum up what I've seen uh, in the, the people who are, you know, the, the, the known peak performers of our time. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I think that was what was so good in reading your book was that it just flowed nicely as far as sharing so many different stories that weren't long and inundated, but showed some real evidence of people being able to take some of the steps you've mentioned and find success in their own way through their own situations. I do want to ask you, based on the things that you've shared what do you think about the there's so much talk nowadays about image and branding? How does that being a marketing person, how does that fit into um, the steps that you've talked about in the book? Well, I think once you find out what you're passionate about and what you want to set out to achieve, keeping in mind your, what your personal brand is is extremely important. Mm-hmm. And uh, fortunately, today we have the internet where you, it is so easy for everyone to create their own personal brand using the various social media that are out there. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can create your personal brand as anything you want it to be, and you can reinforce it through the hundreds of social media um, sites that are out there and really reinforce over and over in a million different places who you are, what you stand for, what you do. Social media marketing is just a a terrific way to get your personal brand out there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What are your thoughts then on people who change their branding, their image? I mean, because you've shared in our talk today that you started out at one place and then you had Mm -hmm. a different career and now you're doing this. I do have a lot of people who often ask me, how do you create that image that's consistent, that's really authentically you, if you will. And I would like to have you share with the listeners your thought and point of view on that. Well, like I said, I started in corporate marketing. So my image was a corporate marketer for many years. Mm -hmm. But then when I got inspired to get out there and start teaching about personal power, about peak performance, I was able to change my personal brand. And that's, I think that that's absolutely um, okay to do. It's essential to do. You know, we learn and we grow as people. We, our, our desires change. What we want to get out of life changes. And when that does change, it's perfectly okay to change your personal brand. Mm-hmm. And the, the social media networks today uh, are so plentiful and give you that opportunity to say to the world what you do and to use video and to show people who you are and what you do, that uh, if you want to change your personal brand, go ahead. It's yours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's good advice, and I think that as long as you're being true to who you really are, again, sort of like living out your passion, that you shouldn't have any problem uh, convincing people, if you will, that you are the real deal, that you are doing something that you're following through with and that you can be successful at. Yes, I mean, and... That just goes hand in hand with the fact that people will see through you. Mm-hmm. If if you're if I if I announce to the world I'm the world's greatest acrobat, uh, or I'm the world's greatest cyclist, and I could beat Lance Lance Armstrong, uh, people are going to see through it. It's not true. It's not who I really am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you put out there that you're this person when you're not really, 
today there's so much transparency uh, with with the internet that you really need to be true to who you are and what like you said once you are that will resonate with people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Dan, I would love if you could share with the listeners some of the things you do to keep yourself in peak performance mode. I know that you know the book talks about the tips, things that we need to do and, and th- consider in our journey, but are there things specifically that you do that keeps you at that peak performance level? Well, there's a number of things. Number one, I try to exercise as much as I can. You know, I was a jock growing up, so I know the things that I need to do. I don't necessarily do them all the time. And uh, do I go to the gym every day of the week? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I do know what I'm supposed to do, and I try to do it as much as I can in terms of swimming and uh, running and just trying to stay in shape. In addition, I try to hang out with positive people. I go to a lot of networking events that are for entrepreneurs, and entrepreneurs are generally people who are doing what they love to do and they're, they're fun to be with and they're, they're fun to get to know. And, um, and on top of that, I try to read as much as I can. I subscribe to uh, at least six business magazines and usually they're all filled with success stories mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they want to profile companies that have made it to the top. Mm-hmm. So I read at least six business magazines a month and learn from, from their experiences of these people and so, I, you know, like I said, I try to fill my head with good information that's going to uh, inspire me. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. I love all of those suggestions and thoughts because I think it's kind of that combination of our mind and body being kept fresh and, you know, the performance level being at the highest optimum place that it can be so that we can keep doing what we're doing and, you know, have a daily sense of feeling like we're fulfilling our purpose. Yeah, I mean, you you want to keep your wits about you, and uh, you got to clear your mind, and you know, get out and get some fresh air, and, and exercise a little bit. You know, we all would, all, all us entrepreneurs would <laughs> would love to work 24 hours a day if we could, but uh, it's not too good for us. So uh, you know, we got to go to the gym, we got to run around a little bit, get some exercise. So that uh, get that blood flowing, you know. Right, and I I hear you because I think that that is one of the things that happens when you choose to be an entrepreneur. Is you could easily end up working all the time, but to me, balance is key in finding that success in our lives that feels comfortable and doesn't allow us to burn out, and then also to obviously have other parts of our life that work well as far as our personal lives, etc. Right, we could we could work seven days a week. You know, I I know that you know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, for example, I took Sunday off. I happen to live in one of the nicest parts in the world, Clearwater Beach, mm-hmm. and I took Sunday off, and I just went down to the beach, and and walked up and down the beach, got some fresh air, and you know, it's it's almost as important to what I do as the other things I do, the reading and the meetings and the networking, because like I said in my book, so much of success comes from your intuition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you've got to take some time to so that you've got some space that uh, you can listen to your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. And I try and live that way myself. Going back to the book then, I love at the end how you have the 40 questions for change. Can you share with the listeners some of those questions and the thoughts that you had behind including those in the book? Well, I felt like after people read the book, they I wanted to give them some homework. 
you know, I, I loved school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, I enjoyed school. I went to one of the best colleges in the country. I was fortunate enough to, to do that and um, was, a, was, a, was a good student. And I thought, well, I, I got to give people some homework so that they can really put into play what they learned in the book as it applies to their life. Mm -hmm. So I start, I start asking people, you know, list your goals, 10 things you want to achieve. List three mistakes you made and what did you learn from them. List three times you were doing great on a roll. What were you doing? And, and list, list what you want to achieve and, and why you want to achieve it and why you feel you deserve it. And mm -hmm. talk about a perfect day in your life. What were you doing? And I, with the questions, I'm just trying to you know, jar people's memory and, and, and get them to not only think about what they want to achieve, but also think about the successes that they have. You know, a lot of people, if they're, if they're pushing and they're pushing, sometimes they, don't forget, sometimes they don't remember some of the great things that they've done. And I'm mm -hmm. trying to get people to start thinking about the great things that they've done and, and the great times that they've felt like they were a peak performer. And so the 40 questions are, are designed to, to move people uh, into action and to give them some direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, it's very helpful to include them, and I think that that's part of the problem is that when there's so much information out there, there's books and tapes and seminars that you can go to to learn different things about how to be a peak performer, step up your game, all those things, but there's not often uh, ideas about how to implement that in your own process in your life, and I think that questions are a great way because of course that brings you back to your own story and when we can learn from our past our story and our experiences we can often then find the answers that we're seeking to do what we want to do now right you can find if you listen to your own intuition and your own imagination and look at your own story mm -hmm. like you say you can find touchstones you can find times when you were on a roll Mm -hmm. and when everything was clicking. Mm -hmm. And you got to sit down and you got to write it out, which is why I put the questions in there, so you could find those touchstones. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you could start to piece those touchstones together to create a little path for yourself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, to figure out what was working at that point, what mm -hmm. wasn't, how, maybe how you were feeling, what was going on personally in your life, all those things I think factor into learning from both the successes and the failures, if you will. Right. You've got to learn from the past and what went, what went right, what went wrong, and, but don't dwell on it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have 40 questions that, you know, are very specific that you write the answers to and you just sort of look at the past objectively and use that as a springboard to keep going. And if you hit a you hit a wall, you go around it. You know, there's just there's just no such thing as giving up in in my language. Mm -hmm. I agree. I definitely agree with that statement. Can you tell the listeners how they would go about finding out more about you and how they could order the book? Fortunately, it's on Amazon.com. So all you have to do is go to Amazon.com, type in "You can be a peak performer" in the search box. Up will come my book. You can buy it as a paperback, or you can buy it as a Kindle download, so that's very easy to get. And then um, I do do coaching and, and training around the country, and my website is www.dansshermancoaching.com. Great. And so if anyone wants more information or wants to connect with Dan, that would be a wonderful way to do so. 
Great. That's wonderful. And do you do things as far as virtual coaching and uh, consulting in that manner? Yeah, I, I do phone consulting. If someone wants to book an hour with me on the phone and uh, spend some time talking about their goals and what they want to achieve, I can uh, get on the phone with them and, you know, and I do this with people uh, and talk to them about their, their strategies and what they're trying to achieve and, and try to share some success ideas with them. Mm-hmm. I think that's great because I think that that's one of the things that a lot of people need is just someone from the outside to look at what they're trying to do, what they've done, and kind of give them some shape, if you will, to meet those goals that they've set for themselves. Right. Sometimes you need somebody looking at the outside. You get, From the outside, you get kind of caught up you know, with the path that you're on and the life that you've got. Sometimes you don't see outside. You don't see outside the box. Mm-hmm. So it's always good to, to get a coach on the phone to say, have you tried this? Have you tried something else? and just get some new ideas going. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. And I hope that anybody interested or going down that path will pick up your book. It's a great read and also contact you if they need further assistance from you. I love that you were able to share some of your story and your journey and about the book on the show, Dan. And can you just share one last thing with listeners as far as something that they could do today to start down their path to be a peak performer? I would absolutely sit down and I would write, what's your perfect day? Because we all have the power to create anything we want. Mm -hmm. And if you sit down and you write, what's your perfect day? What are you doing? Who are you working with? Who are you you interacting with? Uh, What happens is once you get it down on paper, your mind starts to work on it and your thoughts process starts to work on it. Uh, if you don't take the time to do that and, you, and you're just accepting the status quo, then you're just not going to advance in your life. So take the time today to sit down and say, what would my perfect day be? Mm-hmm. What, what, would I, what would I be doing on my perfect day? Because you know what? You can create it. Mm-hmm. I love that, Dan, and I completely agree with you. I think that's the best place to start is to start with what your day looks like right now versus the day you really want it to be. Because as you said, I'm in total agreement, we can create the day that we really and truly want, the life that we really want, and all we have to do is start taking the necessary steps to make that happen. Create the perfect life for yourself by writing down your perfect day and and starting to move towards it. Absolutely. Dan, thank you so much for your time today, for sharing some of your story, and for sharing about your book, and I wish you continued success in all that you do. Well, thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun.